like, what the blank? <laughs> Mayor, listen to this, these uh, tasty yeah. notes here. This texturally silken, supremely elegant effort transparently and kaleidoscopically combines moss, <laughs> whetstone, I love moss, whetstone, gentian, Budaleria, uh -huh. bu huh? coriander, pepper, pequant yet rich nut oils, and saline clam broth. <laughs> wow, I'm so ready <laughs> to drink that. Is kaleidoscopically a word? Yeah. Word? <laughs> I, I don't clam, know. Clam broth well, really, uh, could, really makes so clam broth. So and it crazy. milks the salivary glands. It says, <laughs> milks them. Yeah. Abundant <laughs> primary juiciness and animating tang, rendering the finish as an invigorating and refreshing as it is vibrant, mouth-watering, and dynamically complex. I think I understand completely how this yeah. wine tastes. Mm. Well, <laughs> very clear. Yeah, very clear. Pequant, savory, saline. Okay, how about, I feel like I'd like it to read a little something more like this. This classic Chardonnay expresses the best of the Russian River Valley Appalachian through vibrant citrus and tropical fruit aromas with hints of vanilla. I get that. That's mm -hmm. pretty simple. No, I, I know what I citrus know and what vanilla. A lot more relatable. Yeah. yeah. A lot more tangible. People yeah. actually understand and have tried those. So yeah. People can... know what vanilla, vibrant citrus is. Mm -hmm. And we, this totally goes to our interview with John Ash. We hear someone who's, you know, James Beard Award winning chef. He's been in the industry. Famous, famous and guy. he really believes that these labels come out and say all these words that nobody actually knows then what does the wine taste like we had no idea what to expect from that wine and when he was talking to us we immediately lou and i thought of josh and lars because of blank wines because this is exactly That's what, what you guys have been talking do. about one of the things you guys talk about right yeah yeah, yeah definitely I'm, I'm sure if anyone's listened to one of our past discussions they've heard us mention this but yeah this is i mean from what you guys just read this is exactly what we're talking about because yeah. it just you don't know what half of the stuff that lou read yes. even means yeah i don't even know how to pronounce half of it yeah i, mean, I, had, tro I had trouble especially reading. when they start talking about you know wine geeks and people who work in wine care about what soil is but when they say it comes from these soils lime most of us don't know what it means to come from limestone or silt soil or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. and and what i liked about yours was Okay, I, it's cool. It's from the Russian River. We, you know, so it's, a, does, it's yeah. a, a place people know. Mm -hmm. And I know what citrus tastes like. I know what vanilla tastes like. Lime. Trop and I know what tropical fruit is. Tropical yeah. fruit Yeah, very is tropical. Pineapple. Pineapples, guavas, kiwi. kiwi yeah. yeah. Mango. And, they, yeah. and you do get those. And I know from experience, up when you get closer and closer to the coast, with those cooler, real cool evenings, you do get tropical. Yeah. You know, but, makes it pop more. But mm -hmm. you, you know that, but like the average wine drinker doesn't. No. So if you just said Sonoma Coast, a lot of people aren't going to say that. So I like that it kind of lays it out, but it doesn't overwhelm me with a yeah. bunch We're, of adverbs and adjectives. Yeah. That You're looking for it. that balance between explaining, but then also um, not overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I know. It's what's going to really be exciting about blank. Mm -hmm. Just tell me. What I need to know, but let me learn a little bit yeah. in the description. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Not make it overwhelming. Make it, you know, informative, inclusive, all that good stuff. One thing that 
uh, I mean, is important to blank and important for us, just like our ideology and thinking about, you know, different flavor characteristics. Like some are very tangible and it's like, it's pretty, it's like a general consensus mm-hmm. that people agree, you know, there's strawberry notes in this wine, yes. but we also want to invite people to, you know, maybe get a little bit creative with what they taste mm. because, yeah. you know, you can taste something that isn't listed on the bottle mm-hmm. or on the tasting notes and you're totally right. You yeah. Know, it's not, there's no right, right or wrong. 100%. Everybody's taste buds and knows it's all different. Everybody's going to. And what they've logged in their database. Yeah. Like, yeah. exactly. You know, what if I was we grew up eating say. blueberries, yeah. you know, yeah. if you were from an area that had wild blueberries, you grew up eating blueberries. Exactly. You're going to probably pick out blueberry faster. Exactly. exactly. Or, yeah. you know, another example is if you had a grandmother who made a great blueberry pie. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, if you smell blueberries, you might not think. Blue, you're thinking of that pie, but you're getting the same context out Yeah, of it. it's just yeah. what memory the aroma triggers. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be different for everybody. Like when we started studying for our mm-hmm. Psalms, I would eat a strawberry differently. Mm-hmm. Like when I ate a bite of a peach or a strawberry, I'd, I'd like, you know, let it stay in my mouth. Really and I'd try attention. to put it into my yeah. database. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that was, ironically, thinking back to the class I took with John Ash at the Culinary Institute of America, that was one of the things. One of the first things we did when we got to that class is we had eight glasses of wine that had artificially had aromas in it and he said identify these aromas and i remember sitting there going oh wow the one, only one that i knew for sure was lemon and the rest mm-hmm. i'd be like wow that sounds really familiar yeah it's on the tip of your tongue yeah i'm like yeah. i know there's something but it made me just like you were saying lou start to really pay so much more attention to what i was eating and mm-hmm. even like running yeah. and i'd smell a flower and i yeah what's that aroma because it just made me realize yeah. how much i was going through life not really paying attention yeah. to what i was smelling yeah i'll admit when i was going through my wsat courses everybody was during the blind tasting portion of um the uh, study courses mm-hmm. everybody was shouting out these floral aromas Licorice. and i never <laughs> stopped to smell the flowers i guess growing yeah. up. so yeah. now i do i do that yeah. same thing i'll yeah. run by some flowers and make sure i kind of smell them yeah or... some the people are... sometimes i don't know what the flowers exactly. are exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you still can you know you know it's a bouquet of exactly exactly <laughs> white flower versus rose petal i think and, i can get but... yeah, right and to my and what's exciting for our listeners is it's a learned talent it is. don't be intimidated and yeah it, and it's very it's to me when i teach my or do my wine and wellness seminars it's being becoming very mindful we mm-hmm. go through life it's a great example of how just simple things in life we don't pay attention Good to point. this yeah. is just one thing where you can find a little bit more mindfulness maybe you'll parlay that into other parts of yeah. your life too. yeah it's it fun wouldn't to hurt. notice the nuances it wouldn't hurt mm-hmm. yeah no, yeah definitely so you know I kind of just reached out to John Ash on a whim. I had taken his class, and it was kind of a life-changing moment for me in my wine education. This is six years ago. This is two th- spring break 2014. I came out to Napa and took his – it was called The Marriage of Wine and Food with John Ash. And I just kind of on a whim what reached out and said, would you interview? And he was like, I'd love to. And it just shows how I think wine country and the community really just wants to support each other. And a lot of people just love to talk wine and food, kind of like we all do. Yep, I do. I agree. <laughs> and one of the things that he talked a lot, he, he talked about pairings. He believes in that we do overcomplicate it here. We try to, we think too much about where in Europe, you know, wine is just part of the meal so it's just Mm -hmm. part of the food so you know part of that's region they kind of cook and that what grows together goes together Mm -hmm. but he does think we 
overcomplicated here. Yeah, I, I agree. But he tried to give us a couple just really basic things. And I think the one thing was he talked a lot about acid because he said that's one of the components in both wine and food that is can be um, makes a good pairing. That was one of the things. But the other thing is he had that idea of the other thing to do is similar, like complementary pairings, things that are similar. So if you have a high acid wine, high acid food. Yeah, which is kind of the whole theme of Italy. Yeah, you know, the, when you get into the marineras, the areas like uh, yeah. that, that have the higher acidic foods, mm-hmm. it, it, you it's know, Sangiovese. I mean, like I, I don't, I'm not going to sit out on my porch and drink a bottle of Sangiovese. It's not that delicious by itself. But you put a bite of a marinara in your mouth mm-hmm. or, or a bruschetta mm-hmm. and you taste that, that uh, Sangiovese yeah, and it's like, Boom. It's just like there's, it's a marriage made in heaven. Oh. Or and to the other point, you know, I used to think, oh, I could put cab with, with pasta sauce, and it's not very good because cabs yep. tend to be way too tannic yeah. to go with, the sauce. with the acid and yeah. that. So mm-hmm. those are just simple things. Again, I don't think people should overcomplicate it. But one of the things I go back to taking this class because before I took that class, I wouldn't say I paid much attention, and I don't think we need to do it. But to become very in maybe be more intentional and mindful of food and wine together. And if anything, it gives you a moment to pause and just think a little bit more and be more mindful. So I thought it would be fun is to do one of the things that John had us do in his class to kind of bring this idea of how food and wine can interact. Because the one thing I would say, if you're a winemaker and you've spent a lot of time making this wonderful wine and someone sits down and has it with the like something that doesn't go and all of a sudden they drink this wine and they think oh, the wine's bitter. That's tough. I'd be heartbroken yeah. as a winemaker. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to try and avoid that experience. So what we have here is we have Sauv Blanc that we're drinking, a Napa Valley Sauv Blanc. So it's Sauv Blanc is a high acid wine. It's Let's be simple. It's citrus notes typically are in Sauv Blanc. Yep. Um, what other notes do you guys typically consider in Sauv Green Blanc? Green notes, vegetal, Green. something notes, some, bell pepper. I'm getting some, some vanilla. Are some you guys getting I got some vanilla, but I yeah, didn't know if it was just me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vanilla, yeah. I could say. This one does have a tiny bit for a Sauv Blanc. It's a 2017. Okay. So you you don't oft, often drink Green them. apple for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Green apple, apple yeah, citrus. Bright, bright acidity, uh, kind of that citrusy lemon. Mm-hmm. A very Sauv Blanc. Yeah. It's, it's a traditional Sauv Blanc. It's a very traditional Sauv Blanc. I think that acid, to remind people that Sauv Blanc kind of gives you that. It makes you salivate and kind of tingles on yeah, the side Yeah, it does. Well, that's that acid, right? That acid. Yeah. So, and one thing that we talk about, too, is like, it, this is, we talk about typicity with wines, and like, this mm-hmm. is a very typical Sauv Blanc. Like, mm-hmm. when you have a Sauv right. Blanc, like, oh. this is kind of what, what you want out of it. Right. Yeah. right. High typicity. Definitely something to strive for. Yeah. And and, and folks, what the, I do this little technique. It's a I think I made it up, but because uh, Meredith and I have two different techniques on <laughs> testing the acid in a wine. If you put the wine in the middle of your tongue, like a puddle, and I close my eyes, and I start counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. If I start bubbling around that puddle in my tongue in the first three seconds, it's a high acid wine. If it's like three to six seconds, it's a medium acid wine. If it waits to like six or seven seconds, it's a low acidic wine. And then you do it with the drill test, don't yeah, you? Yeah, mine's really it's a sexy me way out. to do it. 
I take it and then I spit because when you do W set classes, you're yeah. not allowed to swallow your wine while you're studying or, you know, in class. So Ooh. you learn well. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Well, anyway. Nobody told me that. So they taught me the spit test. So if you, you put it in your mouth and then you spit. And if you keep producing saliva for, you know, you have your count. If I get more than three seconds, I know we're getting into a medium plus acidity. And if I get four or five I'm getting into high acidity, but I just allow my saliva and spit to continue. Kind of the opposite of mine. Yeah, now, it keeps saliva. It's yeah. not really something you can do in public at a restaurant. Yeah, but what, yeah what use my recommend, technique. What I recommend that when you're at dinner. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. I need to find a new technique. Hold on, I gotta go out on the patio and test this wine. <laughs> Run to the bathroom real yeah. quick. Here, let me, let me bring this bottle to the bathroom. Why are you bringing the glass? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing here, Mary? This is so, so beautiful. So we have Sauv Blanc. So now what we're going to do is you're going to, so we've all assessed the Sauv Blanc. We know it's a traditional, is you're going to take a bite of the goat cheese. So goat cheese you pick because goat cheese is considered tangy. It's got, a, it's a higher acid cheese. Okay. Um, so you're going to take a bite of the goat cheese. You can just get a sense of the goat cheese. And then while there's a little bit of that taste of the goat cheese in your mouth, you're going to take some of the Sauv Blanc. You've already know what the Sauv Blanc tastes like without the goat cheese. So now try and see how the goat cheese changes the wine, if it changes it. And cool. what you think, what, what you think. Mm. I love goat cheese, by the way. Mm. Yeah. I love I the texture of it. The this texture is so good. Local it's one of my Sonoma. Favorite, one of my favorite cheeses this because it goes with so many different things. Oh my goodness, does that make it pop and mellow out? What, I, I don't know, well I shouldn't talk because you guys should talk because I, I know I it. think I think it mellows the acid out because the, yeah. the creaminess of the goat cheese, but yeah. together it mellows the acid a little bit, but you still get those, you know, Sauv Blanc citrusy notes kind of coming in out of the mm -hmm. apple notes. So yeah. I think, it, I mean, I think it's a perfect pairing. Yeah, it kind of like... Perfect pairing is yeah. the truth, yeah. <laughs> Large, what were you thinking? I think it, yeah, just to... Kind of touch on what Josh just said. It just rounds out the wine. Mm -hmm. it, it smoothens it out. Mm -hmm. You still get all the fruit. It's not um, obstructing anything. It's good. I did. Yeah. I did that test about like 20, 30, 40 seconds ago, and I'm still. It's still on my palate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's. It's. It just is a really nice, mm. really nice pairing. That's what, you know. You talk about Sauv Blanc is a great. Uh, salad at lunch wine is because the yeah. great salad and Sauv Blanc and one of the ones I do is like that goat cheese and strawberry salad with a yeah. Sauv Blanc and it's just a beautiful pairing. Oh, don't talk about that right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, so go ahead and enjoy that and then we've got to cleanse our palate a bit before we move on to the, the second test. <clears throat> what are we going to cleanse it with, vodka? <laughs> <laughs> We've all cleansed our palates. We've had a, everyone had a water cracker palate mm -hmm. cleanse. Now what I want you to do is we have just a, a, un, a naked piece of avocado. So there's nothing on this Oh, avocado. I'm excited. <laughs> Who doesn't like avocado? But it's totally naked. It's not guacamole. It's just a sliver of avocado. So now I want you to take a bite of that avocado and put it in your mouth and then take a glass of the, uh, not a glass, a sip of the soft blanc. <laughs> well, I, I, I like how you think. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's where we're going. So you think just, are you, you guys you are think taking it'd be a fatty, sip. You know. Avocado's fatty, but yeah, it fatty, doesn't creamy. have a lot of acid. 
None. I mean, hardly any. Very little acid. It's almost neutral. Um, it's creamy. It's a very creamy, smooth texture. Ugh. No? I don't like it with the Sauvignon Blanc. I don't really feel any way about it. <clears throat> it just kind of, I mean, it did nothing really... to it. Yeah, it was like kissing oh, your wait, sister. Oh, wait, now I'm getting it. I was... It's like a... There's a bitterness to it at the very end. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of bitterness. It's like with the goat cheese, it coated your mouth and it stayed for a while. The avocado, you know, kind of... Which you would think, though, would coat it because it's fat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it definitely coats it, but it's not... You need the much. acid. Yeah, yeah, so there's no real acid. So this kind of illustrates John's point about acid. We have a high acid wine. It went great with the cheese that had some acid to it. But now you put it with avocado, which is kind of by itself not acidic at right. all and very creamy and smooth and it makes it brings out a bitter note in the wine which is sort of sad because we liked the wine before but think mm -hmm. like if you just sat down and you didn't say, taste the wine before you had the avocado you might be thinking oh this wine's bad yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely has a more bitter character yeah like I'd, I'd immediately say i don't like this wine yeah but was it the wine well, i don't yeah. think so what what i will say though is like certain <laughs> Because there's like similar flavors that work really well together, you know, like the acid or the, you know, if I mean, we have acid with acid, up, but mm -hmm. yeah, so like the goat cheese, it works really nicely. The avocado is more of like a contrasting to, to the Sauv Blanc, so it's like it can work, but I think when it's just the avocado, it doesn't really come out that great. But if you had avocado and say a salad or something, you had some different with a, with a vinegar, vinegar, vinegar yeah, something to bring the acid up a little bit more. My initial so, thinking then, was that the acid would cut through the fat, but well, what do you have on the end of the plate so, there? Funny. You should say that is there's a little <laughs> bit of lemon on everyone's plate. So now I would encourage you to put a little lemon on that piece of avocado and then go back mm. to the Sauv Blanc and see if, see if it makes a, Different. Change in the taste. <clears throat> I feel like Popeye with his good, healthy avocado and lemon. Not <laughs> <laughs> <That> spinach. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm back buying the wine. See, just, yeah, just that little bit of acid with. <clears throat> With the creaminess, now it's like it complements the wine a lot. Better. And what's weird to me is yeah. I smelt the wine different. Mm -hmm. When I had that lemon and yeah. everything in I my know. mouth, it, I smelt it different. It does. I agree. I tend to, you know me, I'm always, I take 10 minutes to smell the wine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Have you tried that one yet? No. <laughs> I'm still smelling it. But it's, well, well, what is it? Is it 60% of your taste is actually comes from your smell? Yeah. 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 Did they do, you do that test back when you were in like science class in fifth grade where you hold your nose yeah. and taste something and mm. you don't taste anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Your okay. olfactory yeah. response. Olfactory epithelium or something. There, yeah. there we go. We'll get scientific. But right I think it's just a fun experiment. I think if you want to try this at home, just to show the bounds. And so John did bring up the point of sometimes you can experiment with contrasting flavors, but you're taking a bigger risk of them going together. And sometimes mm -hmm. you might stumble on something, wow, that's really good. But I do it, again, I come at it from just the mindfulness and awareness. It's what of, you're saying. Just be mindful and try it with a bunch of different things. Yeah. Right? And it also goes to what John Ash talked about in his interview. He said Julia Child, she would have a glass of wine while she was cooking, 
and play with spices and what she was doing on the stove while sipping the wine until it paired perfectly too. Great so, idea. Again, I always say the problem would be I'd have all that wine before dinner. So let's give every one of our listeners a homework assignment. Yeah. Start cooking with a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, um, I love cooking with a glass of yeah. wine. It's right? so nice. Yeah. That won't, be, that won't be hard at all. So thanks for going along with the experiment. I Thank think John you, Meredith. Would be this very was great. Proud of our of us. I think he would too. To yeah. him. Thanks, Meredith. And I'll get it's you all cool. some more goat cheese because I see that went <laughs> fast. <laughs> so obviously, Lou and I are really about food and wine pairings, cheese, whatever. We're that's just kind of how I think we think about it. But we're curious, what does it mean? For the you know the new wine drinkers or the new generation of wine drinkers, what where do you think that falls in to their thought process? I know that's where you guys are kind of targeting, and you guys are that. What do you find in? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, one thing that we like to focus on for I mean us personally, what we see with our friends, and then also what we where we're going with blank wines is kind of focusing on a a lowbrow and a highbrow pairing because. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like when we're drinking wine, usually it's with friends or it's at a dinner or it's in a social environment or maybe it's a weeknight, uh, but it tends to be around food for us and what we see with other friends. Mm-hmm. And even when you go wine tasting or something like that, tends, you know, there's pairings and whatnot. So they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But one thing is that's important for us is to just keep it simple, you know, with our. Yeah. You know, pairing that you could do easily on a weeknight. Maybe it's just a piece of cheese, or you're having pizza and you mm. want, you know, pinot or a, a lighter red to go with it, or it's a yeah. white sauce and you want, you know. Yeah. So it's like keeping it simple, and then we also want to, because like I, I'm a foodie. I don't know about you, Lars, but I love food. I mean, who doesn't love food? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are a couple of chefs too. Yeah. 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 You know. so, yeah, so every every now and then I like to, you know, make something, make a dish and, you know, put some effort into it. So we also want to have wines that compare with that. It's just kind of whatever your mood is, mm-hmm. we want the wine to kind of fit into that. We and, want it to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know who that reminds me of? Is the interview we did in season two. Oh, uh, Wine Snob. Yeah, Lindsay and Ryan. That was have so that much fun exact with. same approach. So, what they do is they pair their, I'm trying to, like their Tempranillos with a piece of pizza. Pizza, yeah. Their Chardonnay's mac and cheese. Yeah. And their, is it their. What are they, like jalapeno they, popcorn or something? Yeah, they do the one with the barbecue chips and the jalapeno. What was that? The Zin? The Rabble Rouse. Oh, the, yeah, they're blend that has Zin. The Tempranillo Zin blend. Yeah. Oh, I love and that. And I loved it. It was these very, like, exactly what you're saying. It's not a big five-course meal or something complicated. Just really simple food that they have a fun way of pairing with. And it sounds like you guys, they need to meet Ryan and Lindsay because I think you guys would all, you have a oh, lot of Oh, they'll love them. They'll love them, you know. And, and I've done a lot of research on what's what pairs the best with ranch-flavored Doritos. <laughs> Um, taco flavored Doritos, plain Doritos with salsa, and um, with salsa and without. You know, one of the things that John mentioned, Meredith, that I that really made me jerk my head back and think about it, but it was so true. How don't don't be stressed about it. You know, we're we're in this. You and I, it's our it's our yeah. hobby. We're and it's, supposed it's to know job. what we're talking about. Yeah. Although sometimes we don't know what we're talking about because, like most things, <laughs> a lot of times you learn 
The more you learn about something, the more you realize you don't know about something. And, and really, for so. the for both of us, pioneering food pairing is a pioneering deal. We're we're pioneering it. Yeah. And, and so I think I liked what he said, guys. Don't uh, don't be hung up. If you like white zin, then pair. You know, learn to pair with white zin. At the end of the day, you gotta drink what you like. And so while you and I have our opinions, although. I will say you and I like everything and find a place pretty much for all wines. <laughs> There's right. not really any wine. White Zin might be the only one you and I are a little like. Eh. And it's really a rosé, so we're we're even down with that. What yeah. Do you, what do you, Josh and uh, and Lars? What do you guys find with your crew, the guys you run with? Um, <laughs> what, you... Is, are there is there a lot of stress around, you know, for the younger generation that's trying to kind of, you know, move up like what you were saying? You like to you like to cook and. But your friends in that that aren't as into wine as you guys, what are you finding? It's mm-hmm. a good question. I think um, this is a, a topic that we've we've touched on in the past. Um, is the the idea of validation that you kind of have this perception of of understanding maybe a food and wine pairing or. Um, you want to bring a wine and maybe a dish to like a potluck with your friends that everybody's going to love. And so I think that's really the motivation behind anybody wanting to learn more is to kind of um, be able to share the knowledge with their friends and, and share the excitement around this new discovery, this new wine that I just drank that's awesome and it goes so well with this salad I made and I'm going to bring it to the park next weekend when we're all hanging out. Um, the excitement around that, I think, really propels people to learn a little bit more too. Yeah, I mean, for me, I can think back to when I was first getting into wine and when I would be presented with something that I was kind of unsure about, which was a lot, it was about wine, it was about food, how they pair, all that stuff. I definitely got... A little bit anxious and kind of overwhelmed and it was like a little off-putting but kind of what got me through that was just kind of ignoring that as much as possible and now it's like I kind of looking back on myself it's like I wish I would have just went in with no expectation of mm-hmm. you know what it's supposed to taste like is this the perfect thing to go the perfect wine to go with this food and mm-hmm. and all that because like really at the end of the day it's like if I like something it's that's perfect for me because I like it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if someone else likes it or it's not traditionally the correct way to Mm -hmm. pair something or to taste something. But at the end of the day, it's just like, what do you like? And if you like it, that's all that matters. Well, and that's what I, that's what I like about what the guys are doing. You know, they're going from wine interested to wine educated. And that's the whole uh, goal of blank is to just help people recognize why they like it. Yeah. What do they like and why do they like it? You know, I think that's such a, a, I know I said this earlier, it comes back to mindfulness, really about being aware, you know, we go through life so often, we eat things we don't even know why we like eating them, or, yeah. and yeah. same with wine, you yeah. know, yeah. People, I so often people say, oh, I really like this wine, and then when I say, okay, well, why? It's hard to articulate it, because yeah. it's like, there's certain aspects of wine, like sugar, acid, tannins, and it's like, you know, there's a few other ones, but those are the the basic ones that mm-hmm. kind of get you along and it's like if you say i like this wine but if you just understood that you like this wine because it has high acid and a low body so it's nice light high acid wine 
you know, you could understand a little bit more and maybe branch out to other wines that are similar and kind of do that. Yeah, why it paired well yeah. with whatever you and were I eating. I think I like the way you're so simplistic because even sometimes people don't know the acid and the tannin, but I like the way it feels on my mouth. And then you just, because it feels heavy on your mouth or light on your, you know, even like yeah. breaking it down so much simpler, like just, just, yeah. or you like it because it tastes like fruit. Yeah. That tells exactly. you a lot, you know, just I feel too what you're saying is people overthink that too because they're afraid they're gonna say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. They're gonna yeah. they're afraid that if I say oh I like it because of the strawberry I taste that there's something wrong with saying that and they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're that's they're your not. taste and that's why you like it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one final tip that John talks about in his interview is cheese because it's so common everyone does wine and cheese pairing wine and cheese pairings. But really, he talks about that more white wines really pair with cheese than red wines. Not mm. that there aren't some red wines, but if you were going to have a, a plate of cheese, the best thing would be to pick a it white. It really is true. As Sarah, opposed sorry. to a red. Because I think the overpowering often of red wines. Yeah, maybe but, a rosé or something if you were... So, but I... Which I I think is really an interesting point. But I think it's fun. I think all of us should give... What's our favorite wine and cheese pairing yeah uh, who wants to start i'll start because right, it's a pretty easy answer for me i mean you put it on the plate today um <laughs> just a soft cheese like a goat cheese and and a high acid you know on the sharp side wine like soft block yeah it's yeah. great it, it is a it is one of those that's kind of like a marriage made in heaven pairing. definitely definitely and i'm kind of like i love a, a triple cream or a brie with a chardonnay Ooh, that creamy and creamy. Yeah. Ooh, like kind buttery of and cool buttery. Mm. All right, Josh. Mine's kind of a combination of what Lou and Lars said. Uh, a cool climate Chardonnay. So, you know, more lighter, no oak, kind of stainless steel. So it's, Yeah, it's more similar to flavor profile, like a, like a Sauv Blanc, but, mm. um, and then with a the goat cheese. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Because there's goat cheese here right now. I know you kind of messed us up. Goat cheese is my favorite cheese because yeah. it, it is mine too, and and we we buy it every chance we get. And this is a Sonoma goat cheese. We feel happy when there's goat cheese in the refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. All right, so what's yours, Mayor? So I know I'm going to go back to another thing from John, but I'm telling you, his class I took was life changing. <laughs> so two things I do not like by themselves: port. I do not like Me pork. neither. I'm not going to have... I'm a two ounce a year guy. And I don't like blue cheese. Oh, I love mm. blue cheese. You put those yeah, two cheese. things together, it <laughs> was like almost an epiphany of the flavor. Like my... There was a party yeah. going on in my mouth. I agree. Like that literally, I do... To, independently, I want nothing to do with those things, but we were forced to try them in class. I think you're that right. You know, we were goofing around, you know, that plum jelly we made and we put some of that on Ooh. that blue cheese. That blue cheese with the sweet plum you know was what? so yeah, good. Yeah, I tried that, yeah. and I actually, I think I told Sonia, I hate blue cheese, but I love this together. Yeah. It's the contrast. Yeah. So that's an example of contrasting sweet and salty. Yeah, yeah a little and, bit of that. And you could drink a red wine with that, like yeah, a Cab yeah. Franc or a Pinot. Well, I, I understand that the, the kind of the rule of thumb is if you're pairing cheese with a red wine, it better be. Pretty That's what cheese. he said. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got to be a pretty bold cheese. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. bolder than gorgonzola no. or blue yeah. cheese. Any version of blue. Yeah. Yeah. So, like what Meredith said, you know, she took a chance on two things that she didn't really like before, but together they, you know, were just delicious. 
And I think that's really important for you know people who follow Blank and any really anyone is to just kind of explore and try new things because you really never really know what's what's going to be good together and how you're how you're going to enjoy it. Just learn why you like it. So true. Thank you.